Chapter 15, Contributing Cause, Food Fasting, and Your Gut. Of course, this is Dr. Christopher Palmer's Brain Energy. And um, so this is starting to get a little bit more into our wheelhouse, I think. Um, some of the stuff we've studied in the prior snackcasts, um, some of the books we've, we've already read, but... Um, you know, the opening sentence, what we eat, when we eat and how we eat have direct effects on metabolism and mitochondria. Um, seems obvious. Yeah. Yeah. It does. I mean, if you don't know anything about it, it's a good opener for you to understand just how the gut affects the brain, you know, but, um, if, if, you know, you and I have preached fasting, intermittent fasting, ketogenic carnivore diet, um, uh, Mediterranean diet. I mean, we've been preaching this for, for such a long time. It seems, seems right. Normal to us. Right. But there is also some other things that are, that I think he, he pointed out in this chapter that I, I thought were pretty interesting. It kind of, oh, that's how that works. Right. But sure. Yes. There was I a couple of those. those there was, there was a couple of those. Um, he goes in right, right originally about, um, you know, changes in appetite and sleep as a result of eating uh, and or starvation. Uh, those were those were interesting uh, moves on um, into the bidirectional relationships of how metabolic uh, affects mental and how mental then affects metabolic. So, right. This is this flywheel, right? If. If you're going down a path, and he alludes to this a little bit, you're going down this path where, you know, you become insulin resistance. Well, insulin resistance is not only just happening in your body, it's happening in your brain, right? And insulin resistance is going to lead into obesity, and then obesity is going to cause metabolic issues all by itself. So he's starting to paint the picture of once you get off on the hamster wheel... It's hard to get off. Hard to get off. Because to your point, you know, then you don't sleep as well, which causes binge eating. Causes depression. Causes depression, which... Lack of exercise. I mean, it's it's just... Right. It's systemic. Right. I mean, it becomes a real problem. Um, So then he goes into, I don't know if you had anything to add to that, but he goes into vitamins and minerals next. Yeah. So I I found that, you know, it makes sense, right? Get your vitamins, get proper nutrient, you know, nutritionist... what the world? Nutritional food. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, he, he alludes to it that the quality of the nutritional uh, of our nutrients has declined over the last 50 plus years. Right. And the quality of the food. Right. Whether it's, um, you know, steroids, force feeding, genetically modifying, whatever. Um, but he did. He does point out three specific thiamine, folate and vitamin B12. And the, he, he keys on that those are important for mitochondria to metabolize energy. Is that right? Is that what he says? They all they all are required for energy metabolism within mitochondria. So maybe I said that a little bit different, but you get the point. Yeah, yeah. And, and bottom line, they can they can directly have um, mental health associated episodes. Wasn't thiamine one of those that really a little weird that you had to check? I, we've done so many vitamins, I forget, but that had to balance against vitamin K or something. You, yeah, that it, it, it can get squirrely if you get that one off. Right. Yeah, I think right. it is. So do your own work. So, you know, it, it makes sense, right? If you're not getting the proper vitamins and nutrients, um, you know, it can cause hormonal imbalances, um, other vitamin imbalances, 
can definitely affect how we feel, therefore mood, therefore our, all types of things. Again, the flywheel, right? Um, his second major topic was food quality, which this is kind of where he got into the GMO stuff. and and Yeah, he starts beating up high-fat diets, and I was like, yeah, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. And then at the end, he kind of back. He went up quite a bit. At the end, he basically, I'm not, I won't get into it right yet, but um, talks about fiber a little bit, uh, how important that is for, for the, the, the gut boot rate, boot rate, uh, boot rate, boot rate, short chain fatty acid. He's our current secretary of transportation. Boot rate. <laughs> um, so it was, uh, he, he started to paint the picture for me of, and, and I don't know if it was in this one, this section, but it was, he, he mentions the trillions of bacteria that are in the body. Yeah, that's in gut microbiome. Okay, I'll, I'll hold off then. Yeah. I'll hold off. Yeah, yeah. So he does mention that sometimes junk food isn't junk food because of what, what, what's in it is bad, but it's that it's void of the good things. It kind of goes both ways. And that's when he starts to talk about butyrate. Um, I can't remember what it is, but something about... Um, one of the oh, it's fiber, and fiber is converted um, by the gut microbiome into butyrate, which, long story short, affects the liver. Affects the there's a main vein called the portal vein that goes to the liver. But long story short, um, it's tied to Alzheimer's um, and a few other things. I don't have them highlighted, but def, you know, so he's making he's, bringing energy. He's making the case for fiber, Mister Carnivore. <laughs> I'd have to figure out what else makes butyrate and right. what is its its balancing mechanism, right? So um, he he weighs up at the end of this. Was it at the end of this or was it somewhere else where he weighs up and relaxes a little bit? Oh, okay. It's not here yet. I'll, I'll, I'll save it. <laughs> but um, so next major section of the book, um, obesity, right? Duh. Um. So again, a, a hamster hamster wheel here. He says, in fact, sometimes when obese people lose weight, their metabolism plummets. It fights the their effort to lose the weight. So, like you're losing weight, and you start getting tired all of a sudden and all the time, and then that affects your ability to lose weight even further. Right. So he says sometimes there's other stuff going on other than just people eating too much. Sure. Well, I guess it's on the heels of the other two sections of vitamins and then junk food supply. And, um, well, if you're not getting your vitamins and you're consuming a junk food supply, then isn't the natural result kind of going to be that? Right. You know. Yeah. And he, he says hey, here at the bottom, people with obesity usually have insulin resistance both in their bodies and their brains. Right. So this is later in this ch- section is when he got into beating up the high fat diets. Um and uh, it, and we're big believers in high fat diet done the right way. Yeah, well, and and he does. He he kind of reels up back. He says that you know the thing with high fat diets is there's often a lot of sucrose that he's not really speaking to a lot of a lot Mediterranean of, style diet, a lot of crappy oils, right? Not you know canolas and vegetables, right? That could be considered high fat, and you and I don't think that way. We no, 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 we elude those. So now under one of your favorites, Woo, fasting, starvation, and eating disorders. I'll let you handle this because yeah. I know this is your uh, 
tremendous amount of science that suggests that eating all the time actually harms health. Uh, I've preached that for a while. I, I never eat breakfast. It's uh, have a sometimes a bigger lunch and then sometimes a smaller dinner and sometimes I only have a big dinner. So, um, you know, uh, I've made a big deal of autophagy before. Uh, one of the interesting things was he mentioned mitot- mit- mitophagy. Right. Which is basically... Um, the one of them is out repair and one of them's recycle, I think. Recycle. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, metophagy basically is, uh, the brain taking out the crap, right? I, I've talked about autophagy where, you know, the body goes into the fat stores, pulls all the crap out, uses, you know, repairs cells, re- recycles cells, eats cells for energy where it needs to. And I, that's how fasting works. And I would point back to like Dr. Kinberry, eat like your ancestors did. They didn't they didn't have time nor the resources to sit and eat three squares a day or, you know, snack throughout the day. No, they ate, they went and worked a field, they went and sought the next meal. Right. So, you know, if you go back far enough, right? right? They would naturally go days without eating. And it was nothing. It was normal. And we, we've kind of, you know, come current into where we're at. And it's this idea that... It was constant. Uh, it was it was feasting, and then it was starvation, and then it was right. feasting and starvation. And now we're just in a constant stage of feasting. Right. Constant. Constant. Um, so and ice cream before bed and special K as soon as you wake up. Yeah. You know. So he talks about... Um, you know, in fasting, how in autophagy and in metophagy now, it sounds like, you know, your body, as a part of the starvation process, uses everything it can for energy. So it 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 grabs those bad cells first, right, and right. eats them up. Right. Um, but then when you refeed, those are the first ones to come back, the ones that were damaged. So that was interesting. Um, but he said there's a fine balance between... Fasting and starvation. Right. And he quoted a Minnesota starvation experiment in which 36 men were subjected to semi-starvation. They got half their normal daily calories for 24 weeks. The men lost significant amount of weight and showed signs of mental symptoms, including depression, anxiety, fatigue, poor concentration, and obsessions with food. One guy cut off three fingers. So obviously starvation affects brain energy and mental and, health as well. And, and, you know, you, you look at some of the diseases that some people have. Well, what's the, uh, oh, I want to say alexia, um, the word, the, 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 um, where you, where you don't eat a lot, where you you think you're fat. Uh, he mentions that in here. Um, and there's anorexia, anorexia. I knew it was an exia. Um, so hang on, do you remember what the Minnesota starvation experiment was? Uh-uh. It's Ansel Keys. And it was Ansel Keys on the heels of World War II, and they were trying to figure out how they were going to refeed people who had been prisoners of war, concentration camps, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, it's, um, I say it's a fine line, you know, you, but as you mentioned before, you know they're experiencing all these mental disorders through the through their century starvation, but were they getting the nutrients that they needed? Right. You know, I mean, they weren't getting. We don't know what. It, if your your daily calorie content was eighteen hundred and you're getting nine hundred, and that nine hundred was crap. It was all bread. 
Right. What void of nutrition? Void of nutrition. Right. Right. Um. Anyway. All right. Uh, so next big segment segment was the gut brain axis and the microbiome. Um, microbiome simply refers to basically from mouth to butt and everything that goes on in between there, mainly in the intestines, in the stomach, and how critically important it is to not only mental health, but um, if you're compromised, if if there's a bunch of alcohol, a bunch of, um, you, you know, um, ulcers, I guess, it, it, if your biome is compromised, it can have a hamster wheel worth of effects. Yeah, well, I mean... It- I, I, I like this that he says that there are because you get probiotics and it's like one billion, you know, probiotics or something like that. He says there are trillions of bacteria, fungi, and viruses in our guts that play an important role in the human body. So he also points out that this bacteria they got right a first refusal on all the food, right? Okay. So the right the the food goes into your stomach. The bacteria gets it first. It it. It uses it for energy and then sends it off throughout the body. So now you're making the connection. Then the brain is next, right? Right. It goes from the gut to the brain and then everything else down in between. And now you're starting to make that connection of like, I mean, I see it with with people I know with ADHD, like sugar, 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 sugar. And then they have ADHD problems. And now I'm starting to understand that connection between the brain and the gut. Yeah. And one of the things I want to point out on the gut, and I, I use her as an example several times, is my mom, right? She's on a lot of um, pharmaceutical drugs. And it, it, I don't know this. I suspect that it just wrecks her. It's got to. I don't Absolutely. think she properly absorbs anything, um, you know, that she eats. So that would be another, you know, antibiotics wreck the gut. I know he, he mentions like, Eight things here we can we can address from a real thing. Good things you could do to intervene. Uh, address your nu- nutritional deficiencies. Remove dietary allergens or toxins. Um, I mean, you know, if you're celiac or if you're uh, you're lactose intolerant or some of these other things, you can you need to address some of those things first. Eating a healthy diet, Mediterranean, uh, high fat, ketogenic. Explore fasting, intermittent fasting. Uh, he said fasting mimicking. There are actually like, um, I don't want to say shakes and things, but there are drinks and things now that start to mimic fasting a little bit. I don't agree with that. I think Mm -hmm. if you're going to fast, fast. Um, Improving the gut microbiome seems obvious. Improving metabolism and mitochondrial function, uh, including thinking about insulin resistance, fixing insulin resistance, dietary changes and losing weight can help mitigate the problems with obesity. And he said dietary changes result in gaining weight uh, can be a life-saving intervention for those who are severely underweight. Yeah. So there needs to be some ways to attack that. Yeah. So then uh, we kind of need to wrap up. But he, he dives a little deeper, and I think three of the areas it was vitamins and nutraceuticals, diet and fasting, and then um, the gut microbiome. And um, he wraps it up with a story about Mildred. And... Um, it's pretty fascinating. Never too late. Yeah. It was like for 58 years or like from 12 years old. 17. She started, okay, 17. She started um, symptoms of schizophrenia, chronic paranoia, um, all kinds Anti-psychotic. of She was suicidal. Yeah. Yep. She tried to kill herself by drinking a bottle of cleaning fluid. 
Um, At one point, she weighed over 330 pounds. It got so bad, she had to have a caregiver, like a, like a guardian, right, not guardian. just a, someone to help. It was like a, hey, almost like a parent into adulthood, right? Um, and what was it? At age 70? Yeah. At age 70, she was admitted to a weight loss clinic at Duke University. They used a keto diet. Um, she came off all of, tapered off all of her psychiatric meds. She lost 150 pounds. She's kept it off to this day. I don't know when this exactly. But says, yeah, now 13 years later, she's symptom free. Symptom free off meds and doesn't see any mental health professionals. Dude, 55 years of crazy. That sucks. And fixed it. And fixed it. Man, you ever have regret? That would be regret for a lost time, you know? But right, that's worse than prison. She she gets to serve as a as a purpose to maybe millions of other people that yeah. like, hey. He actually said a lot at the bottom that Mildred's like very proud and asks him to share it whenever he thinks it can help someone. So very cool. But yeah. that was that was chapter fifteen, folks. Um it it was a gun matters. Chapter. Yeah. You know, sorry for going so long. Um questions, comments, concerns, hit us at snackcast at yes.fit. Stay moving. See you.